Today is January 1st, so long 2020. This is T-Dad Talk. I'm Cameron Wayne. Happening today, Trinidad City Council looks at a draft agreement from CDOT in regard to a new and improved Exit 11. That's the one near Walmart and Fisher's Peak State Park. Additionally, we present a special report on how 2020 changed Hollywood forever. Stick around. Today's show is sponsored by the Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad presenting their Deck the Halls Business Spirit Decorating Competition. Downtown businesses can compete for six $1,000 prizes, and all who vote on their favorite will be entered into a drawing for prizes. Visit the Trinidad Historic Main Street Facebook page to learn more and vote for your favorite decorated Trinidad businesses. All right, let's check on the weather. Happy New Year, everyone. Mostly sunny skies today with highs around 40 degrees. Tonight, we'll see mostly cloudy skies with highs in the mid-teens. For over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday both look relatively sunny with temps hovering in the lower 50s. Now, here's the news. Happening locally at the most recent work session for the City of Trinidad City Council on December 21st, a contract was presented to Council from Colorado Department of Transportation as a draft intergovernmental agreement regarding the construction of an improved I-25 exit 11 near Walmart in Trinidad, showing roundabouts on both sides, which they believed would keep a better flow of traffic. Built within a few hundred feet south of the current overpass, the new and improved exit will hopefully not impede traffic too much during construction and may commence as early as mid-2021, City Manager Mike Valentine explained to Council. Valentine also explained that the intergovernmental agreement included having the city involved in discussions of color selection and other aesthetic and upkeep considerations. This is to ensure that the highway department didn't build something that would be out of the city's ability to maintain. Lighting was also among the items within the responsibility of the city, and Valentine said that because there is no electricity access, currently at exit 11 from the city, they're looking to either run overhead lines or possibly underground cables up Santa Fe Trail to allow for lights to be installed. What started out as a project several years out has quickly jumped the line following the opening of Fisher's Peak State Park, Valentine said. The center of the roundabouts would be the responsibility of the city as well. Valentine added, as they work through the aesthetics, they might be able to get some artwork for the centers of the roundabouts, as well as special touches like Trinidad brick inlays with funds already set aside for the project. Additionally, he said that CDOT Express, they would be willing to work to do as much constructions, aesthetics included, with the budget they had at hand to put toward the Exit 11 project. In clarification, CDOT would be paying for landscaping, lighting, and other specific but it would be the responsibility of the city to maintain the location with replacing light bulbs, plowing, and upkeep of landscaping. Councilmember Franklin Shue expressed he saw it as a big advantage of adding electrical lines out to the exit, as so far, San Isabel Electric was the only one in that area providing service. With electrical access out that way, Valentine said it would put the city in a better position to compete with San Isabel to acquire provider contracts with any new development that may follow the development of Fisher's Peak State Park. Exit 11 development would also include a 10-foot sidewalk going from one side of the interstate to the other to serve as a safe crossover for work that continues on connecting Fisher's Peak State Park to Trinidad Lake State Park. 
Happening in the world, it is no easy feat to delay a Fast and Furious movie. For starters, it involves finding a new release date for a film with a $250 million production budget, and in the case of Fast and Furious, one of Universal Pictures' most valuable franchises, there's also the risk of letting down legions of ardent fans who live and die by the high-octane exploits of Dominique Toretto and his family of racers. But as soon as the coronavirus pandemic began to upend life worldwide, Universal wasted no time pushing the May 2020 release of F9, the ninth installment in the series, to 2021. For Donna Langley, chairwoman of Universal's filmed entertainment group, the decision was unpopular, even within her own studio. And it wouldn't be Langley's only bold decision of the year. Hollywood changed in 2020. The coronavirus pandemic delayed major films, shuttered theaters worldwide, stalled productions, and ushered in streaming as the dominant entertainment platform. To say that this year was a turbulent one for the film industry would be an understatement. It was transformational. However, along the way, Universal was ahead of the curve. Under Langley, the studio's gambles in 2020, from releasing the animated film Trolls World Tour on digital to negotiating a deal with AMC Theaters, created a roadmap for all of Hollywood at a time when the road was shifting by the day. As COVID-19 cases spiked in March, Universal made the audacious decision to make some of its films, which were already in theaters, available on demand immediately. The list included The Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma, but the movie that made the biggest splash was Trolls World Tour. The Comcast-owned studio announced that the DreamWorks animation production would be available in living rooms on April 10th, the same day it was set to open in theaters. An unprecedented move that foreshadowed much of what would happen over the rest of the year in Hollywood. The rise of streaming and video on demand had led studios to grapple with theaters for years over what's known as the theatrical window, the length of time a movie plays in theaters before it's offered on other platforms. Studios are eager to bring in revenue from all sources, but box office returns can still be massive, so shortening that window has been a contested point of discussion in Hollywood. Theater operators, meanwhile, are keen to preserve exclusivity to entice customers to get out, fill seats, and buy popcorn. If you said last year that the world's biggest theater chain would ban one of Hollywood's biggest studios, no one would have believed you. If you said that the spat was over Trolls World Tour, industry insiders would have recommended seeking professional help. But that's exactly what happened. In April, CEO Adam Aaron announced that AMC theaters would no longer be showing Universal's films. In a letter to Langley, he said that the decision was triggered by a quote in the Wall Street Journal from NBC Universal's CEO Jeff Schell revealing that Based on the success of Trolls World Tour, his studio expected to release movies on both formats. The sequel earned nearly $100 million in rental fees domestically in its first three weeks. AMC's threat wasn't likely to hold given the symbiotic relationship between the companies. AMC is the top movie theater company and Universal is the home of global blockbusters such as Furious 7, Jurassic World, and Minions. But the monetary rift led to a landmark deal that potentially created created a new theatrical model for all of Hollywood. Under the new arrangement, Universal Films will have a three-weekend or 17 days in-theater exclusivity rather than the typical 70 to 90 days. After that, Universal and its sister studio, Focus Features, has the option to release films on video-on-demand platforms. Universal has since made similar deals with other chains. 
If anything, the pandemic accelerated a decade-long shift to streaming and gave studios an excuse to catch up to Netflix. Warner's Media, CNN's parent company, announced earlier this month that it would release all of Warner Bros. 2021 films in theaters and HBO Max on the same day, collapsing the theatrical window to zero days. This choice caused shockwaves that are still being felt throughout Tinseltown. Disney announced dozens of new Star Wars and Marvel series going direct to Disney+, Plus. two brands that helped it earn a staggering $11 billion box office haul in 2019. And NBC Universal, Universal's parent company, launched Peacock, its own streaming platform, earlier this year. Happening this week, Mount Carmel still has plenty of online events happening throughout the week. To see their schedule or sign up to join, visit their website, mountcarmelcenter.org. That's mtcarmelcenter.org. Additionally, if you know of any upcoming events you think should be included in our podcast, give us a shout out on our TDAD Radio Facebook page or call us here at the office at 719-846-3311. For a deeper look into what's happening today in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com, and don't forget to support your local journalism with an online subscription. Another shout out to our sponsors, Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad presenting their Deck the Hall. Christmas decor contest. Be sure to check out their Facebook page and cast your vote. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for sticking around. This has been Cameron Wayne. Have a great day. This is Chronicle News Media.